What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today we're going to continue with our early Tom Hanks films, and I'm going to discuss the 1986 film, Every Time We Say Goodbye, starring Tom Hanks, Christina Marcellich, Benedict Taylor, Anat Atzman, and Mani Mashinov. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said during the introduction, today we're going to continue to focus on the earlier works of Tom Hanks, at least for today and tomorrow. And today's movie is called Every Time We Say Goodbye, and it's from 1986. Now, as our movie opens, we meet Lieutenant David Bradley, who's an American pilot who joins the Royal Air Force just before the United States enters into World War II. After David's Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress bomber is shot down in North Africa, he recovers from a leg injury in Jerusalem. During his recovery, David rents a room and agrees to be the best man for the wedding of his friend Peter to his fiancée, Victoria. During the lead-up to the wedding, David meets Sarah Pereira, a serene girl of Spanish-Jewish descent. David is smitten immediately, but Sarah initially resists David's charms. Sarah is convinced that their diverse backgrounds means that it could never work. Over time, Sarah begins to fall in love with David, which makes Nessim, who is Sarah's cousin, insanely jealous. Nessim has been madly in love with Sarah for years and has asked her to marry him numerous times. David eventually gets to meet Sarah's family at a Sabbath dinner, and although the family seems to like David, they disapprove of the fact that he is the Gentile son of a Protestant minister, and therefore they stand in the way of Sarah's budding relationship. Sarah tries to do the right thing by her family, but eventually succumbs to her feelings for David. The two begin secretly dating, and all seems to be going well for the two lovers, until Nessim begins following the two, and tells Sarah's brothers about the blossoming love. One evening, her brothers storm into David's place and assault him, carrying Sarah back home, where she is condemned, slapped, and verbally berated by her family. Despite all of this, one night, Sarah sneaks out of her house and returns to see David. The two finally sleep together, and afterwards, she makes him promise to never see her again, as David is about to leave Jerusalem to be sent to Egypt. David agrees, and in the morning, while he is asleep, Sarah sneaks out of his room. Sarah rushes to Nessim's house and finally agrees to marry him in an effort to spare her from any more torment from her family. David takes off for Egypt 
unaware of the development between Sarah and Nessim. That is until Peter informs him via a letter he received from Victoria. During a three-day leave, David returns to Jerusalem in an attempt to get some answers from Sarah. Sarah refuses to answer him at first, feeling that she owes him no explanation. But eventually, she goes to her father for advice, because she still feels deeply for David. Her father sympathizes with her and can tell that she really doesn't want to marry Nessim. However, he does inform her that she will be disowned by the family if she returns to David. Despite the warning from her father, Sarah seeks David out and finds him just before he has to fly back to Egypt. The two kiss and embrace before David boards his plane, promising to write and visit just as often as possible as our film comes to its close. You know, with some of these older Tom Hanks films, didn't really know what to expect. You know, I looked at the cover for this film, which we see in the, the image here, and you don't really get a good tell as to what this film is about just by looking at this image. But as the plot starts to unfold and you discover that it's a film about this forbidden love, you kind of sympathize with Sarah because on the one hand, she cares so much for him and she wants to be with him. But on the other hand, she's literally being torn apart by her family, calling her a prostitute, a whore, for even considering, they, they already assumed that she slept with him, and at the point they're calling her all these names, she hasn't. She has been good. But they push her to the point where it's almost like, well, you're accusing me of this anyways. I might as well at least once. That way, what you're saying about me can at least be somewhat true. And you just really sympathize and feel bad for her. And, and David, you know, he wasn't expecting to fall in love. This girl is just gorgeous, though. Like, you can understand why he was immediately smitten with her. And honestly, it's a shame that she didn't get too much more um, American work. Most of all her films are Italian, like, you know, Italian language films or Italian horror films. Christina's only real American success was this film right here. And she definitely had the look where she could have gone far in Hollywood, I think. I just, I think part of the problem was that this film didn't really catch fire. It didn't really, you know, perform at the box office. You know, I, I think during this portion of Tom Hanks's career, people were starting to wonder, you know, is this guy really going to be a big thing? Like, okay, he had Splash. That was good. But between Splash 
and big, there were kind of a series of mediocre to clunker, at least as far as box office goes, films. It wasn't until big that that rocket got strapped to his back and, man, Tom Hanks was off with a vengeance. But even then, between big and, we'll say, A League of Their Own, there were a couple of films that came out there, you know. Um, Joe versus the Volcano is one of them. Um, Bonfire of the Vanities is another. That were okay, but they weren't to the caliber that he would get to in the 90s. So you got to kind of wonder that with these movies that were just not performing well at the box office like this, like Nothing in Common, like The Man with One Red Shoe, like um, The Money Pit, which we discussed in January, people had to really be wondering about Tom Hanks. And maybe that's part of why Christina didn't get a whole lot of work is just this film didn't really perform at the box office. And it's a darn shame because I thoroughly enjoyed this film. When it comes to my rating for this film, I hold this in such a high regard. I'm going to give this four out of five stars. I highly recommend people seek this film out and give it a chance. It's, it's such a good love story. And now that I know that, had I not already done, you know, another month of Tom Hanks films, this very easily could have been featured during February when I do my rom-coms and stuff, because it's good. I'm curious to know what you guys think about it out there, my fans, my viewers. Let me know if you're watching the premiere. Leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. Whatever you do, though, when you get out there on the social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, when we take a look at Punchline, starring Sally Field, Tom Hanks, John Goodman, Mark Rydell, Damon Wayans, and Candace Cameron. You're not going to want to miss out on that one tomorrow. Right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. Right back here on an all-new Renegades Reviews. When I take a look at the next film, the last film of the Tom Hanks early filmography, Punchline. After that one, we're going to jump all the way up to 2002, and we're going to start to pick up where we left off. I'm going to start getting into, can't say more recent films because we're still talking about 2002, but turn of the century, Tom Hanks, if you will.
So make sure you tune in for those in the next couple of days. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tuned in for the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tuned in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers out there that tune in on a regular basis. Show me that love. Show me that support. You know, going back to the archives, watching the old episodes from the original run of the Casa D18 Studios in an effect to try to help me boost up my viewership hours so I can eventually get monetized, make some money on this endeavor. Thank you very much to each and every one of you that tuned in and joined me here today, and I will see you guys next time.